Hello, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you're listening to VCR. So, question. Carlo. Yes. Out of curiosity, do you think that should zombies just appear one day? Let's say this is one of our favorite movies. This is, you know, the (laughs) classic Night of the Living Dead. Ah. Uh, Do you think we could survive something like that? Could we survive the zombie apocalypse or could we survive just a Romero version of zombies popping up? Um, maybe that's a good answer. It kind of comes okay. down, comes down to, <laughs> comes down to if we are prepared. You're, you're, uh, said it all for us, ladies and gentlemen, because it's true. I think most of us would probably go, uh, what the fuck? <laughs> not know what to do, but you're also... like, no, not real. That can't no, be real. I, I don't, I don't really foresee that as survivable, but you are right. Your key word is if we're prepared, right? So yeah. today's episode is about zombie survival slash urban survival, but mostly zombies. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to tackle on a survival. And if you hear the rain in the background, just ignore it because it is a rainy day here in Houston, Texas. Yes. And so you're going to hear the uh, pitter patter of little raindrops. Cause, but you know what? Good, good, because zombies could attack in the rain. There's nothing out there that know. says that they don't like rain, right? Yeah. So let's jump into that. <laughs> so let's say, Carlo, I mean, because I was looking at some survival stuff, and most of the survival right. stuff out there is the wilderness type of thing. You know, like, what's his name? Bear Grills or Gers or however you say his name. Yeah. You know, like we're out in the woods and we're lost and we have to go eat things and survive and build a shelter. And there's a horny rhino over there looking at you like you're his next victim. And how do you survive rhino rape? You know, that type of thing. So that's mostly what's out there. And I was like, improvise, adapt. Yeah. uh, Four star hotel accommodations. Like that's his, that's how you get through it. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. That's, that's how you would avoid rhino rape um i prefer survivor man personally for as far as the 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 like i'm stuck in the woods shows because mm-hmm. his thing was always like yeah i i'm on a beach and i literally have nothing but a camera and he's literally on his own with a camera mm. and what some of the things he uses it's not always like i happen to have this knife that you can buy on our online store and a paracord bracelet he's like what we're doing is i fell off a ship and i woke up here or uh, a, a truck went down. Like my truck ed- uh, died in the middle of the uh, in the middle of uh, middle of, de- of Texas, and I have no clue where I am, and I have to get back to civilization. It's always like, here's a realistic, your fucked scenario, and well, how he gets by, and doing things like, yeah, I, I made a compass with like some garbage I found, mm-hmm. or in um, there was once uh, one where he he was collecting plastic bottles. He got a he got a bunch of like um, of uh, just discarded plastic water bottles. He's like, well, I have the means to boil water, so I can clean these, and now I can carry water going forward. And because he includes things like the devastating, horrible presence of mankind on this planet, mm-hmm. and he involves like, yeah, you can just reuse, you can you, you here's some garbage. This is what I have to work with. I don't just have a ninety nine dollar 
uh, backpack uh, camel pack that's all in one with has my name on it to survive. I have <laughs> nothing. <laughs> I better make a flint knife. Right. <laughs> well, no, that I mean, th those are actually good scenarios and good ideas, especially in yeah. these urban area type of things. And I think that with and let, let's be somewhat realistic. If something weird happened, like we had a, a zombie attack or like there's a disaster of some sort, uh, yeah. aka the plague, you know, we would get some type of notification from our government, which which we have, you know, whether it's hurricanes or, or things yeah. like that, we get some type of preparedness or go into prepare mode type of situation. We, and, get, we all get the text message that maybe one in eight people actually look at because it, it makes the amber alert symbol single yes. uh, signal so no one looks at their phone except one person's like oh god oh shit yeah, i should have been paying attention to the news type of thing i was like well i turned that off it annoys me like i yeah i know but it's zombies yes we're they're zombies. coming for us we should probably yeah. shelter like now <laughs> yep. there's flat out an apology oops we created zombies our bad we can be mad at us later love the united the u.s government we have zombies and they are coming yes they are they're broken our facility and it's a wave of them please seek shelter and town. do not open your door and i was like hmm. yeah and then your and then your wi-fi immediately cuts out your 5g immediately cuts out and the power goes out and those are actually good things to bring up like what do we do and i'm i'm gonna talk about that a little bit later what do we do in the event that our wi-fi does go out and our digital media goes out because i don't think uh, there's a lot of people out there who have grown up in this digital age and have no idea what to do and my keyword to you is going to be analog but we'll talk about analog <laughs> a little bit later uh we'll jump into that in, in just uh in a little bit um but let's talk about so carlo you we get this uh amber alert says zombies out there yeah and we know the first thing that we should probably do is hold up in our house because clearly we can't go outside it's not a day to say oh zombies you know what i'm gonna just go get tacos real quick it, it, depends, it depends on who you ask it depends on who you ask because there are um a lot of there is a lot of like camping fetishists that mm -hmm. consider themselves survivalists and preppers. Um, Good, then the zombies can eat them are... first. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> well, usually they're like they're the products of this like feeling of inadequacy and weakness, and mostly men mm -hmm. um, that feel like the fact that they enjoy camping makes them better prepared for the world and everything else that they're bad at, like social decency and not being racist, are weaking weaknesses. Like the fact that credit cards exist and that um, medical uh, emergency medical care exists, it would be great if anyone, everyone who was on life support died immediately so I could camp all the time. That would be better because I'm a manly man. For those idiots. Yeah, for those guys. <laughs> they would run out immediately and because they, they have such a tiny little boner for it. Oh, I have uh, four acres, way the fucks outside, uh, uh, away from all the cities. I have all these beans and I have a satellite dish and I'm going to run out there. I'm going to grab like the one person that, that, uh, that I suckered into marrying me. And we're going to go out there and I have all the guns and I'll be ready. And then after two days without Netflix, they kill themselves. Yes. Um, because that's who these people are. They, they, that's simply who they really are, but they don't want to admit it mm -hmm. because the first thing that goes off with that, like massive, like prepper thing, it's always like, well, you can do that now. No, absolutely. Just Anything. go off to Montana, 
where there's four people for every 200 uh, feet or 200 uh, acres or something and go and live on that now. And you're perfectly safe. Why not go now? Why not go right now? Yes. Because you want to watch AMC's The Living Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and the see, Walking my, Dead. Whatever. My thing is this, like there's all these modern conveniences and you're right. You know, there are, my issue with some of those people who do things like that is this. So let's say you're living in Houston. And yeah. then you got a ranch out down in the valley that mm-hmm. that your this is your holdup place. Uh, bitch, the valley is four hours away from Houston. <laughs> how, yeah. how are you? The freeways yeah. are going to be clogged. Oh, I know this super secret route. No, you don't. Everyone knows that fucking route. It's just, <laughs> you know, no one uses it that often. So yeah. that's kind of a, an issue. Uh, if I think, I don't think people really think about that. I'm like, oh, we'll do everything we can to get to this, uh, you know, my valley ranch. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Um, you're just going to use, and it's going to be, I'm going to shoot into crowds. I'm going to fire my gun into crowds. That's mm-hmm. their plan. And that's how you because get Because actual survival, that's, that's the crazy bullshit prepper. Mm-hmm. Actual survivalists, like my personal favorite, the guy in Survivor, man, uh, uh, you return to civilization. Yes. The point of survival is not to like, now I have a, a hut out in the wilderness and I'm all alone and my credit hit score goes back to zero. No, you return to civilization. Yes. That is the point of survival. Yes. You don't true. just, oh, we'll become cavemen now. Yay, we won. That means you lost, dumbass. Yeah. Well, you know, it's about the, the fact that, you know, strength in numbers. That's why you want to get back to civilization. Yeah. Strength in numbers right there. Yeah. But, let's, not, let's... but not not just that simple strength, but also uh, kindness, succor, and, uh, and, and medical attention. Because however yes. prepped you are. Oh and, and, and like that's why I always say like the best prep we should have for things like a zombie apocalypse is prevention. Yes. Keeping ourselves out of that situation. And one of those things will be, it was like, we look, if people need to look out for each other. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing, whatever it says, like, what do you do for prep for in case like shit hits the fan, man? Oh, I, uh, therapy. So yes. things like therapy is a great prep, uh, prep strategy because it's less likely people go like, oh, the power went out. I better get my gun. I went, oh, the power went out. I should check to see if my neighbors are okay. That civilization, <laughs> that should be the move. Absolutely. Like, and, I agree with that. That and you're right. Kindness goes a long way because that's yeah. also your your bridge to survival there. Oh, yeah. But let, let's go back to our our scenario. Let so yes. yes, we have very little time to prepare. Let's say that we're at our houses. You're watching Netflix at your place, and I'm over here watching Roku or something like that, or something lame. Sure. And then our phones go off and say, "Hey, zombies! Uh, prepare, lock your doors, whatever the government would say." Right, yeah. and uh, I. I think there is actually a government response for zombies. They just don't call it zombies. Uh, we'll we'll right. have to find that. Uh, I don't know if you yeah. want to Google that so we can kind of make fun of that. <laughs> but that's something that, that we should look at. Let's say that happens. Let's look at it at the perspective of things that we should probably already have in the event that, boom, last minute thing. Because we got like maybe a few minutes to prep. That's not enough time. So what are things and items that we should have in our dwellings Mm -hmm. in the event of an emergency? It's hard to say because while a lot of those real survivalists and preppers things, a lot of them actually work really, really well. Things like having a, a go bag, just like very basic. I have a certain, I have like three days worth of food, 
things that, to give me shelter, basic protection in a bag and it's ready to go or having a place, a plan in place of like, okay, if this is what happens, I'm going to get this person, this person, this person, we're hitting this, we're hitting this cabin, whatever it is. Like those aren't actually bad ideas for a zombie apocalypse. Just as they're not bad ideas for like a really bad hurricane. If yeah. you get the same amount of time, like, Hey, the hurricane was going hit, was hitting, uh, heading East, but now it's going to sweep up through uh, Southeast Houston. I'm on, I'm on the North side, but just barely. And I'm like, okay, that gives me ooh, a couple of hours. I can't go South. So I'm not, I can't go like, I can't go like, um, I'm not going to like get to my parents and take care of them. I'm going to tell them hunker down and I'm going to head North. Or I'm going to head off uh, West somewhere and uh, shack up with a random woman and Katie. But you know, like that might be how I could, how, how I could approach it. And I have a bag with, I have actually a couple of bags, which have about three days worth of, uh, fresh clothes, socks. Um, there's like a couple of snack bars, really, because it's just a matter of like if presumably where I'm going, I will get be able to get food if I have to just ditch the city. But I'm also, yeah, planning for there to be uh, I can stop at a Taco Bell, too. Like I will have money. Yeah. Um, stay in place. <laughs> yeah. And, and going back to that staying place scenario, what are we doing or what should we have in the event of a last minute emergency? And uh, I'm just going to go ahead. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you some of the things that I have and see if you have some of the things or maybe you disagree with me. <laughs> Inspired by our own plague scenario here is on number one on my list. Let's deal with toilet paper. Okay. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Oh, In the event man. of zombies, toilet paper is not going to save you. <laughs> it's useful for when you shit yourself, but it's not going to necessarily save you. But let's talk about that just really quick, because uh, it's kind of stupid that we even went that insane on toilet paper that we caused a national shortage. Saving, no one thought it was saving. It was just a matter of hoarding. It was the idea that I need to be the only one that has access to something. Well, you should learn to your neighbor's names and you should be able to come together as a community and fight and then and deal with this and like show empathy and kindness to strangers no i need to be the only one who bought enough whoever buys more wins it's the most american fucking thing in the world so they they buy all the toilet paper whereas i have a bidet there you go well actually that's Boom. actually i now don't good. need toilet paper <laughs> that's 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 actually a good idea and something I did not think of. So there you go. You're kind of one. And they make portable game. bidets. And dealing with the stop freaking out and buying weird shit like toilet paper when it happens. One thing that you want to definitely consider mm. just on everyday life. Now, I'm I'm shooting this from the perspective of I'm a single man. Right. And yeah. Carlo, that's a perspective you're probably shooting from Yep, as well. So what I do, even though it's just me by myself, every time I go buy toilet paper, I buy the 12 pack. Sure. Do I need that much? No, probably not. But the truth is it keeps it stocked and it keeps it to where I don't have to worry about having to go buy it every week or every day or every other day type of thing. Sure. Especially if you're only buying like a four pack type of situation. So, and then that means I don't have to shop for it as often either. So I go and I buy the 12 pack. And so it's always something in stock and 
I, I don't think I've ever been lower than nine rolls before. So <laughs> yeah. there you go. There's how you resolve your toilet paper issue. If you're yeah. single, if you have a family, uh, you know, do the Let's math or do things accordingly, yeah. you know, buy a bidet, whatever. So there you it's go. A, There's your. It's more of the same, just being prepared since you just regularly have that on stock. If you have the option of having stuff like that on stock, Mm-hmm. then you need to be stocked. You don't want to be overstocked to a ridiculous extent, and you don't have to panic buy. That you definitely don't anything. have to panic buy. You really don't, because if you keep things in stock and just kind of replace them and refresh them as you go along, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Yeah. Uh, so, for example, okay, let, let's focus on the bathroom, okay? Because uh, sure. apparently that's what everyone freaked out about. So we talked about the toilet paper thing. What else do you do here and there? Uh, one thing that I do, and this is just me personally. So mm. if I opened up my bathroom cabinet, you will see that I have everything in sections, you know, kind of divided out. And I have a section for my soap, you know, and I have at least uh, 12 bars of soap. Again, it's just me, but there's 12 bars. You know, I just go in, yeah. you know, buy another one, another 12 pack or so when I'm going low but you know it takes a good minute before all that starts exhausting itself you know i if i if something happened now i have at least a good two month supply of certain things so i have toilet paper the body soap i even have like three of the tubes of toothpaste because they're cheap. Toothpaste is cheap as long as you're yeah. not buying the super expensive name brand stuff. But, you know, I have that and it's just sitting there. So if anything happened, I have those toiletries in place in the event that something does go wrong. You know, um, things such as medication. Let, let's kind of deal with that because that could be a real a real scenario thing, whether it's yeah. zombies or hurricanes or anything like that. Yes, you want to keep a supply of your medications. And, and that's something like if you're on something serious, like blood pressure or blood thinner or things like that, you need to talk to your doctor about having an emergency supply. Maybe they give you an extra prescription or something like that. Well, um, here's, here's a, an issue with prescription things. And again, why I always slam, um, like I call them camping fetishists that just want to go play. That would be a death sentence. If you have some sort of medication that you rely on to live, it's a death sentence now. Mm -hmm. If we do not return to civilization because most prescription, most any important prescription has a very finite shelf life. And I agree with you. You know, there are definitely some prescriptions that you have to be cautious about that are meant to like only be used within a month. And it is important, the return and renewal of civilization type of thing. But there are some medications that you can, it's the, mostly the pill form type stuff that has, longer, yeah. you know, they, they have like an over a year shelf life type of thing. So that's yeah. kind of a good thing. I think the only one that you really can't do that with is steroids because that starts, the longer that sits, that starts becoming really weird and trippy. So, yeah. uh, but anyway, if you can... Talk to your doctor about that. That's something that a conversation you and your doctor need to have. Um, not not us because we're not we're no way medical. We're not doctors. Yes, we're not. <laughs> uh, but it is nice to stockpile a few medications if you need it for you know hurricane season, zombie season, whatever's out there. Um, yeah. I know that I keep some basic medication stuff in my cabinet as well. Uh, I I. 
personally, I am a fan, and it works for me, of uh, NyQuil. So I keep NyQuil in the event that Good I get idea. sick. Yeah. And I keep some other stuff, similar NyQuil, also in there. And then basic stuff like, you know, uh, antiseptic and, you know, in the event that I cut myself, you know, some Neosporin, <laughs> uh, fun things like that, that will keep me healthier going. Uh, from infection, which was very deadly in that Oh, scenario. yes, absolutely. I mean, people die of staph infections. People don't realize that. But I have yeah. things such as, you know, of course, I keep a stockpile of Band-Aids, bandages, uh, splints, things like that in the event that things go really bad. Uh, I also have cough drops in stock. People don't sure. knock cough drops because if you get <laughs> sick and have a coughing fit, the worst thing ever. I mean, for me... Yeah is that feeling of, I can't get rid of this cough, you know? So yeah. I, I have cough drops. Uh, my personal Plus favorite- it, That will kill everyone. That, a cough is not a, like, is not a disease, it's a symptom. Yeah. And it's a way, you're, a, it's a way an, a bacteria or a virus spreads mm -hmm. itself. Exactly, it's, it's airborne. A, it's a willful thought, a choice. Act cough drops keeping you from coughing means you're less likely to get others infected. Yeah. And my That's personal, my personal favorite, and I'm going to put this out there because I don't think they get enough love because it's a really weird brand, but I, I'm going to tell you, it does not taste great, but oh my God, super effective. And Carlo, I think when me and you performed in Scotland and oh. the cast would ask me for those cough drops, uh, do you remember that? The, they tasted uh, horrible. Fisherman's Friend or whatever. Fisherman's Friend. That is the name of those cough yeah. drops that I keep in stock is Fisherman's Friend. I keep them in the house and I keep them in my to-go bag, and, yep. you know, because I don't want to be coughing up all the time. Yeah. They're super good for your throat. Really, really potent. I'm going to tell you, when you first taste it, it's, you know, but it it's is. It's not a candy. It's not it trying to be candy. Definitely not. It's not, it's not, it's not. Uh, it's not like luscious raspberry flavor. No, no, it's like stop fucking coughing, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it tastes like. It tastes like shut the fuck up and stop coughing. Okay, like a, like a, like a Jersey Shoreman, just like, <laughs> hey, yo, shut the fuck up with the coughing. I'm gonna oh. beat you. I'll All beat right. your ass. It goes down there and beats the cough's ass. Uh, that's what it tastes like. Yeah. Uh, but that a fisherman's friend. Oh my god! I swear by that one. I really, really do. Uh, yeah. That one. So I keep that in stock. But I keep various things in stock. That way, in the event that shit goes south, you know, I have it, and I don't have to go out and panic buy or be like, oh my god, I have to go. I have to run the store and get this and that and that, and you know, I, I don't have to do that. Um, so that's kind of a, a benefit to have that in the sense of, you know, that's how my bathroom slash medicine cabinet works. Yeah. So I, I'm good for at least a good month and a half. If anything should go wrong, I have that available to me to where I yeah. don't need to run out and panic. The other thing that I kind of keep around and I suggest this for others, I don't know if you have any of these, Carlo. Like the five gallon water drums, like the ones that you would get, like if they were in the office cooler type of thing, those plastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have three of those. Okay. And so when I get the alert, something's going to happen, whether, you know, like last time when we were worried about Harvey or the possibility of another hurricane, what was that one that was going to hit us, but never did, uh, not that long ago. 
Oh, I this year. Um, yeah. I don't recall. I can't remember. And then they up going to Louisiana, poor Louisiana. Um, yeah. They, uh, it, but it was supposed to hit Houston, but it didn't. Um, but long story short, you know, I went out, I filled up those containers. Now, here's the thing, and I'm going to tell you yeah. this, uh, everyone out there who is like so gung ho on you have to go buy the plastic water bottle things, you don't. You, you yeah. have a water supply in your own house. It's called yeah. a faucet. Yep. Uh, you can fill your own tanks that way. You don't have to go out to one of these uh, street things. Uh, I think uh, one of those water mills or things like that and fill it yep. up there because guess what? Everyone else is going to be doing that. Uh, the other thing that you need to think of is a lot of people love buying like packages and packages of water bottles. And yeah. <clears throat> if you really look at it, I mean, if you really do the research on it, I'm just throwing this out there. You know, regardless of people's thoughts, you can email me if you don't like it uh, at the VCR show at gmail.com. But, <laughs> but actually, municipal water is yeah. more and heavily regulated than the crap you get in bottled water. Well, depending on where it comes from, but yes. Well, yeah, I mean, Often as long as yeah. we're not like Flint, Michigan. Yes, we're we're fine. I know in Houston our water supply is is great. It's fine. I'll drink tap water. I don't care. I mean, I'm paying for it. But yeah. you know, that's that's a resource right there. So a lot of people need to get over that phobia or that concept that oh my god, the bottled water is better. Uh, that's not necessarily true. Bottled water has less regulations than municipalities. So that's something you really need to take into. I will point out the reason I say that's not always that's that's not always true. It's often true. I'll, most bottled water you buy is municipal water from another state. Yeah, you know that is also true. <laughs> that is also true. I don't remember which brand off the top of my head, but I, I pointed this out to somebody, and they got they were like, "No, it's completely different. It's better. It's from Mountain Spring or something." Like, all right. And we looked it up and whatever brand they were drinking is like, uh, yeah, this is from a, a bottling plant. It's just California. It's just kind of California municipal tap water. Mm. It tastes different. I mean, it does taste different. I'm, like, I didn't argue with that. Um, I do like, I do like certain, like I have brands of bottled water I don't drink because they taste bad. Yeah. Like, which doesn't taste good Be because of, the, you know, but that's just, you know, minor differences due to like the makeup, like any, any beverage that exists. Mm -hmm. Personally, I prefer to have filtered water, so I got a Brita filter, and I have a a backup filter mm -hmm. that's going to get me that gets me. That's like a, a couple of months at a time. It's pretty good. So if you really want a filtered, buy a basic Brita filter, try, swap it out every once in a while, and then use tap water. If yeah. you really just if you want that extra step, go for it. That's what I do. Um, I think it, it does taste a little bit nicer, but it's all water. You yeah. don't have to no, bottle seriously. again. Civilization is the is, is that's our greatest feat is civilization. The fact that we can have all of it. No, I will. I'll, I'll punch a. I'll punch a, a a GOP congressman in the mouth. It should be. It should absolutely be an American right, if not a human right. Definitely be an American. It should be a human right, actually, if not an American right. I got that backwards. <laughs> but water should be on a planet where you have to have it to live. Yeah. It should be a human right, and it should, and it should, but you don't gotta be pissy about it. No, and it's and tap I think, water. 
I think, you. you know, it's not going to kill you. Drink your damn tap water. It is your own yeah. resource. It is a resource that you pay for, and you just squander more money by going out and buying plastic shit. So anyway, that's my oh. rant and bitch about water. Yes, go ahead. If I can add, a, add one more not a note on it, because uh, uh, a while back we had a, um, a boil warning. Because like, oh, the water, and this is this is what people go oh, to. Like, yeah. remember when that happened? So yes. it's not so safe. And I and then I like to point out, when, did you get sick, or did you hear about it way before it was an issue? Mm-hmm. Because of constant testing at the municipal level. Yeah. Cool. And when there was a bunch of listeria and bottled waters. When yeah. Did, they when got when sick. did they find out? That After shit, people got sick. No, no. That's kidding. the difference. <laughs> yeah, that's the difference. Like, you know, hey, boil your water just to be safe, right? Uh, and then there is, hey, uh, there's some shipments about a water that possibly have listeria. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. You know, they're um, already out. And no, we are not taking it back. They're already yeah. out. Sorry. Go drink it ourselves, right? Yeah. So that's basically the difference on that. So that's our rant on water. Uh, you know, definitely, definitely don't be a bitch and use your own damn tap water unless you're Flint, Michigan. The one thing on water and toilets, let's bring that together. Sometimes you got to flush and sometimes maybe the water system isn't working at the time. Okay. So here's just a quick tip in the event that that happens. Uh, a go outside and use it, or B, uh, the other thing you can do is <laughs> go, to your neighbor's go to your neighbor if you really don't like your neighbor and just <laughs> drop trowel. But the other safer thing you can probably do is if you keep a bucket of water by your toilet in the event that these things happen and you use a bathroom and you need it to flush, if you pour that water into the toilet, that will flush everything and, and you're good. So, not if it's clogged, huh? Not if it's clogged. Not if it's clogged. That that's a whole. That's important. Situation. That's just important. Kind of, if I, it's clogged, you got to deal with the clog first. Right. We can't save everything, but that will help. That will definitely work. Yeah. Just to let uh, you know, I I live very briefly in Belize, where my where my where my my family comes from, um, and yeah, it uh, there was not always flushing water at, uh, at one of my family's homes. Hmm. It, that was just not a thing. They had a toilet. It was set up to a uh, to a uh, to um, to a sewer system, but they simply didn't have that. There was like the water wasn't running to the ha- to that house. They had, they had like a aquifer or pump kind of thing. So you filled a bucket. You took it with you when you took it when you when you were leaving uh, leaving something in the toilet, and you poured it in, and that's what flushed it. They had hookup. They didn't have running water. Yep. It works. So that's how, that's how you flush that cocaine, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Um, on the toilet. I, I, right. Yeah. <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever you got to get down. Right. Whatever you got to get down there. That that's that's another way to do it. So now that we've kind of focused on the bathroom and your water supply <laughs> issues and everything else, uh, let's just talk briefly about maybe some food things that you're going to need food stuffs is the actual legal term uh food stuffs that you would need to survive and that maybe you should just keep stockpiled in your house and when i say stockpiled i'm not saying you have a whole underground bunker of this shit i'm just saying that you have it available in in the means that you need it a few things that i like to keep around and let's see if any of this is maybe some of your staple stuff as well Mm. but i like to keep one 
all kinds of canned goods, you know, whether it's green beans, regular sure. beans, uh, corn, uh, mixed veggies, carrots. You know, I like to keep the canned versions of those around in the event that, you know, hey, I'm not going to make it to the store for a while. It's good to have these. Uh, the other thing that I kind of keep that I can just add water to, and I think it's a really good survivor's food to keep around, is ramen. The ramen noodles? Oh, any noodle, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, seriously, like those dehydrated noodle things? Yeah, if you, like, uh, I'm personally a fan of the ramen ones, the chicken flavored and all that other stuff. I think that is a great survivor food to have in, in the event that, you know, it you need to eat, so that's available. You can kind of dress it up however you want. And the other thing is, all it is is add hot water and the yeah. spice packet, and you're good to go. And so I think that is a great disaster food to have right next to your canned goods. Uh, canned goods, just to let you know this, because a lot of people don't know this. So back in the day, especially around the World War One, World War Two, the whole purpose of having a canned good is even though they were heavy, the point was it was something that you could open. You know, you just peel the lid back a little bit. And you could put it on the fire. And yep. and the can also <clears throat> acted as a cooking device. So that's how you got your your green beans to warm up or whatever it is that they were eating. That's how you were eating. in a brine. Like you don't actually need to do that much to it. Yeah, it's already in water, so it just boils it for you. So it's it's an amazing uh, idea. So canned goods are very useful, especially if you are in that situation. Now, that's a I'm in the woods type of situation. I need to heat up yeah. this can of, you know, beans or whatever, and you put that on a fire, you know. But that's that's kind of a... Um, a thing that you would use in that kind of situation. The zombies are outside and it's not safe to travel. It does help to not have to go quite as often because you mm -hmm. tend to have some around. Now this comes from a pretty privileged situation where you can just buy in bulk and you have a Costco card or whatever it is and you don't have to be, and you're not scraping by. That's obviously a lot harder, but going for things that are just calorie calorically rich. Like I, one of mine is I always have plenty of types of pasta around because it's calorically dense there's a lot of just if if you're looking for i just need to have enough energy to fight to to go uh to go hunting for supplies or looting uh what after the zombies have taken out a part of the uh, taken out part of the city well i gotta get to walmart because i'm finally willing to shop at walmart now that it's <laughs> overrun with zombies i'm not willing to give them money but i'm willing to loot their store and i will go and and that's that would be the first place i go uh, I mean, that is, that is something that that's to be considered, you know, really, really is. So those are kind of some staple things that I like to keep around. Spam is actually a good thing to keep around as well. Oh, yeah. Spam has a very long uh, shelf life. The can also requires you to get over how soft a person you are. Yes, exactly. I don't like spam. What's in it? Ham. Yeah. It's shoulder, it's shoulder meat. It's just shaved pork. It's fucking ham. That's what the name means. It's salt and pork if you yes. like bacon you can eat spam <laughs> exactly and spam and eggs is actually pretty good so oh, yeah. there is that it is delicious it is great um something that 
that you most of us out here eating hot chips we can't eat spam right i mean what is wrong with you (laughs) so that's something that you should also kind of keep in stock as well i keep a lot of the canned soups in stock as well and the reason for those uh super long shelf life uh the salt in it acts as a preservative so it's going to last a little longer and in the Mm -hmm. event that of emergency hey just pop it open there you go you're good to go uh has kind of what you need to survive until things kind of get back in the sense of law and order type of situation. And if you are in a scenario that's going to last a really long time that you're going to have to swap those things out or even just in day-to-day life, mm-hmm. FIFO. It's a very important detail. Every restaurant will practice. If you ever worked in a restaurant, you've heard FIFO or FIFO. First in, first out. And one of the things about dummies that are preppers that I've seen is they'll very proudly say like, oh, I bought uh, four years ago, I bought 19 cans of black beans and I'm going to survive on that. And I go, cool. And I'll go in there and I'll bring out like, well, more than half of these are rotten. What? They go bad eventually. They don't have an infinite shelf life. So if in in your home, like I have, I buy like a can, some canned veggies to do like a quick stir fry. I get it then I will eventually use it and replace it. And I don't put it in front of old cans. You put shit in front of an old can, you're going to eat the new one first and you're going to just have garbage in the back of your yeah. pantry. That's why whenever there's a, a food drive and everyone's like, ooh, I have a nine-year-old box of macaroni and cheese shaped like dinosaurs. I'll send that. And then they, the food bank, has to pay someone to throw that away because it's not food anymore. Exactly. And in your home, practice FIFO. First in, first out. If you have four, put in four cans of uh, SpaghettiOs, the oldest can is eaten first, not the one that's up front. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's a simple idea, but if, if people, it's one of those things that if home economics was a thing in school still, because that's where I first heard it, the term, that would be, people would practice at home and it would be much better. <laughs> so let's, let's, uh, let's look at something else kind of interesting, because I think, you know, food, you can figure that out. You should be big boys, big girls, and know how to do that and read a label and all that stuff. Uh, at least we hope you can. <laughs> so that's kind now, of I, our... I believe if you haven't learned, mm-hmm. you should. Yes, absolutely. I'm not going to uh, shame anyone because they didn't know that or they didn't look into this before. But ask questions. Learn about the world around you. <laughs> I would like to shame you. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would totally. To be clear, Vada is absolutely shaming you. I'm being yes, kind I want to shame you because you're you're trying your best, and God bless you. It kind of gives me. Vada thinks you're an idiot. <laughs> you know, I think I think you just need to be dragged down in the street and dealt with. <laughs> and uh, that's that's all I gotta say about that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about something. Let's talk about something that, that I think is the birthright of every Texan here in the nation uh that's going to be weapons of choice it's not just a good song by uh <laughs> by fat boy slim i uh, you know i i think uh weapons of choice now again this is coming from the scenario that you are in your own home and you are surviving from the home court advantage type of situation mm-hmm. um I pers- I don't know about you, Carlo. I don't know if you are a uh, or a partaker in the firearms, but I personally am a. <laughs> you're a co- yeah, you're actually yeah. a collector. You own a few guns. Yeah, I'm a collector yeah. of them. I have what I call my doomsday vault, 
which is quite literally a vault that I can open. And I have all these wonderful uh, selections of firearms (laughs) in the event that I need to uh, blast a few zombies type of situation. But I have, I have, or, or hunt. I also have the ability to hunt with what I got. And yep. and you are a hunter. You've hunting. you've you've been, you've oh, invited yeah. me. Eventually, we're gonna have to. We do need to go on that hunting trip. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And I'm saying it for two reasons. One, because I think it, I think it's a good idea because it's not something I've 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 had much exposure to. Um, I don't expect to be good at it, um, and I'm terrified of accidentally getting shot. Uh, but which comes to the second reason I'm bringing it up now. If I miss one, one of the people that needs to be investigated, if I mysteriously disappear on this hunting trip, would be Bada. So. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you see, there's this deer officer hat. hat. It's for safety. <laughs> and the deer carried Carlo away. <laughs> and I I couldn't stop him. He was so savage. Because <laughs> I was fighting off a zombie at the time. It was, there were zombies, man. Yeah, zombies and a deer carried Carlo away. <laughs> but for, for um, the for for the for the the dummy preppers, the ones I really, that I don't like, it's always the feti- this weird fetishism of like, well, okay, the zombie pox was here, like, and, I, and I'm going to shoot looters. What? Why is that important? The zombie, like, well, it, it's not, like, it, it would, oh, would, what bothers me there's when the people that are, have such a yen for like, and then I get to shoot human beings in yeah, a that's, that's fall just... of civilization scenario and you're going to like live in the woods and stuff, when they're like, because you know what, I need to hunt. And I and I believe that I I believe that I'm from te- I'm from Texas I'm officially Texan, and I and I believe in that and I I believe in Second Amendment rights I do. But whenever it's like whenever someone's like and then I'm gonna start shooting looters like, okay well you shouldn't have guns yeah you yeah, are you, way too into just shooting people that, you want to hunt if you just guns are neat that's mm-hmm, fine, mm-hmm. and if you're like if someone I will defend my property like I get that, but when you're like oh boy I can't wait to defend my property mm, no yeah. <laughs> Like nope. you need a psych evaluation. Yeah, you need to you need to <laughs> take it back because that should be the last thing on your mind. I have them. Don't get me wrong. I have them. Yeah. But I have them in the event that shit has gone horribly wrong, and I really do need to uh, defend myself. Yeah. Type of situation. Uh, it's there for the zombies, but it's also there in the event that I'm not. If someone's looting Walmart, I'm not about to drive to Walmart and try to defend Walmart. I'm not doing that. Yeah. That that is asinine and stupid, and that is how you end up in prison. Uh, what I yeah, personally, yeah, exactly. Worse. Uh, what I'm doing is in the event someone's trying to break into my house or loot my house, I am yeah. prepared. Uh, that is what my preparation is for and that's the way yeah. you should be thinking of it too you shouldn't be thinking about like <clears throat> oh boy there's some rioting going on let me go over here and handle this uh no you are a moron no. sir and should yep. not be in that situation at all because that's again how people go to prison or they end up killed and and that's not the type of thing that we promote on this or idiots, show or idiots give them money there's also that Yes, that that is that is also a thing, but that's not the type of thing that we that we support. We totally support. Uh, you know, if if you have to defend yourself or your family, that's totally acceptable. If someone's trying to break yeah. into your house or loot your house or uh, that kind of situation, yeah, that's acceptable. But like, yeah. oh, I'm gonna drive over here two miles with my AK and I'm gonna defend this Walmart. You know, no. No, you're not you're, defending you're, anything. You're, you're just you're, there to cause trouble. Yeah, you're, you're just, the bad. You are the bad guy. You're the you're, villain. 
you're a cock stain is what you are yeah. and you're fucking up shit and, uh, and there's so. a difference like you have like, having it in this scenario fall civilization zombies everywhere and you see the and the neighbor's like hey you guys all right we're really hungry over here and you're like gun out and like yeah we, we're just barely getting by we should look for food together i have a gun to protect us from the zombies cool good that's a good american if the as soon as like you guys holding up all right pull out your gun what are you doing here yeah. you're a bad guy you're the bad guy you're a piece mm -hmm. of shit <laughs> yeah exactly it's okay to be cautious it's not okay to be an ass that's that's my yeah. that's my take on now it. when the when the the jeep show rolls up and they're all mad maxed out and they're like come out here okay that makes sense and you now, might need to have different. the gun ready yeah, that's fine you, you need, <laughs> they started it they yeah. showed up in mad max gear yes absolutely and i have who runs barter town bang me bitch yeah i do <laughs> uh like i and i personally have a collection of at least um in my area yeah about seven different i'm giving you the conservative number about seven different yes. firearms uh yeah. the event that i must defend the uh defend the fortress here uh so yeah. i have that and the ammo to go with it so i'm well stocked in that but let's yeah. say and, and something else that you kind of need so i'm just that's that's my thing on firearms i support having one right now a lot of people are having difficulties finding them i know that like during the christmas uh break i went off i had to go buy my dad a gift and i went by academy and i shared this with you carlo uh i went mm -hmm. to academy and this has been a problem since the beginning of the plague here uh people have been buying up firearms like their life Good depends Lord. on it yeah. and when i went to academy i shit you not there were three three pistols in that display case nothing yeah. else because people are just kind of going crazy buying all this stuff and i was yeah. over hearing a conversation that the clerk was having with with this uh couple who were trying to buy yeah. firearms and it's like it's been difficult keeping them in here you know we get shipments on wednesdays but that doesn't necessarily mean that we're going to have any firearms but you can call us in advance type of situation so it's, <clears throat> it's been difficult getting in it's been difficult getting the ammo for those things so when things maybe perk up a little bit better and and we start settling down uh it, it's an idea to invest in a firearm and it's not just oh my god i'm going to go out and buy the latest greatest you know kill machine no you really need to spend time looking at what you think works for you uh looking at what you can handle because not all firearms handle the same they, yep. they really don't and it, it's like picking a car you have to pick something that's going to work with you and it, that's also going to work with your budget you know there are there are pistols out there that will run you a thousand five hundred. Why the fuck do you need a one thousand five hundred dollar pistol? You don't. <laughs> you know. You don't. You, re you don't. What? But I mean, and guns can be. And again, with responsible, this is very important. Responsible gun ownership, which I consider you a, a very responsible gun owner. It can. It's a hobby. It like I, I buy. I, I spend a lot of my money on. Uh, tiny plastic uh, figurines in the shape of elves mm -hmm. because one, I'm a fucking nerd, and two, that's my hobby. Mm -hmm. and if that's that's fine. So if you want to, if that's where you want to put your money, that's fine. Great, have fun. If it's for the fetishizing of murdering people, 
not cool. Um, if your kids aren't aren't getting dinner because more important for you to get a one thousand five hundred like for like spent a thousand dollars on a gun, then you're an idiot. But but exactly a, like it can be a hobby. Responsible right. gun ownership gun ownership is a hobby. You it's, have to look at all these aspects. You know, just don't go out and buy. Oh my God, I heard about a nine millimeter, so I'm gonna go buy a nine millimeter. Uh, a nine no. millimeters are overused. B, they're not the best things overused. out there. They're not the best things out there. You know, it's just, you know, oh, my God, that's what they use in the fucking movies because they have a nice design to it. So it looks good on camera. That doesn't mean it's going to be the best weapon out there. I assure you that uh, everyone well, talks if, about if we're going if we're going for the idea of like we're using this gun for a someone for home invasion. Someone's attacking me. I have to defend myself or hunting because, again, we're discussing this like fall of civilization. Oh, shit. Zombies. Apocalypse. Mm hmm. Nine millimeter, from what I understand, if you just have like basically a pistol with a nine millimeter, you can do varmint hunting and you still got to get within 30 feet of them, right? Oh, uh, well, you want to use if you are doing varmints or small games such as rabbit stuff like that or squirrel, yeah. you want to use a rifle and you preferably want to use you have two types of rifles you want to use. You want to use a shotgun of some sort with a kind of a low grade bullet. Uh, because uh, shotguns, like you, you can have a 12 gauge shotgun, right? But you have mm -hmm. the shotgun shells that have various numbers. And the thing is, you want for something like rabbit or squirrels, you want uh, basically squirrel shots. And what that is, is it's going to shoot out a pattern that's not super powerful. So it's not going to explode what you want to eat. It, it will. Yeah. Cause, uh, cause I'm thinking like shotguns it. in the movies and video games, mm -hmm. the, like the, like it just leaves a hole or like rips yeah. a man in half or just like the room is just wet now. And that, in that movies, so. can happen if you're using the most powerful shell that can absolutely happen. But so you don't yeah. want to use the most powerful shell. If you're doing like rabbit or squirrel hunting, you want to use the lower right. shells for that. So you, those are things you have to know. You just can't go out. Oh, I'm buying a shotgun. You know, if you're using it for defense and food purposes, you need to know the difference that the shotgun is the instrument. The shell is what's going to like, this is for looters. This is for, you know, hunting food. So that's yeah. that kind of situation. Uh, the other thing that you might want to use for rabbit or squirrel is a 22 rifle or just a 22 handgun. It's a small bullet, small caliber. And that will just take out what you need, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so yep. you don't have to go too crazy. I pre I personally have a uh, for small varmint like that or rodent. I have um, a 22 long range rifle. Uh, okay. If I was doing squirrel, rabbits, or maybe there's rats that I want to pick off, you know, I have that ability to do that. But you have to be a good shot. You have to practice. Uh, the thing with a 12 gauge is you just got to point. <laughs> With with a with a twenty two, you actually have to practice shooting, because mm -hmm. if you miss, well, you've missed your dinner. Uh, yeah, and it knows where you are and is going to leave. Yes, and it's already gone. Yeah, by the time you reload, so it's it's a problem. So you got to yeah. be skilled with twenty twos. Uh, shotguns, not so much. That's why shotguns are the all purpose type of defense thing. And small animal hunting, you don't hunt deer with shotgun let's clear that up for anyone who's, who's oh, okay thinking that you don't do that you have specialized right. rifles 
four deer or things like that. So you're looking at the 30 out six, you're looking at the 243, you're looking at, you can do it with a 3030 Winchester. Uh, you're looking at rifles like that. And, you know, talk to your, your gun dealer uh, because they are dealers, uh, but talk to them and ask them, you know, like I'm specifically interested in hunting for survival purposes, what would you recommend? What would you recommend? They're more than likely going to recommend a thirty out six. That is just the Cadillac of uh, of hunting rifles. Is a thirty out six. Um, I have one. It's a damn good, damn good rifle. My favorite is a two forty three. I love the two forty three rifle, um, bolt action. Because and that's the other thing you got to get into. Do you want bolt action? Do you want semi automatic? You know. Uh, there, there's a lot of things to consider in buying a rifle you know, or, or a weapon. So you have to sit down and do your research. Just don't show up and be like, oh, my God, I need I need this for a scenario that's never, ever going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know, if you if you're purposeful, that's what you want to do, because there's there's a big difference between I need this for hunting, recreation and or survival compared to I need this for defense. Those are two separate mm -hmm. kind of weapons. And sure. you now, need I mean, to a, be mindful. Anything that's going to push metal through a skull will kill. Yes. <laughs> if I mean <laughs> that—that's without a doubt. And again, <laughs> not and not to like go because I want to shoot my neighbor, but in case zombies are attacking my neighbor, I want to help them. Yes. Then you they want... all do, but yes. it's better if you have because a hunting rifle, like a single a bolt action hunting rifle, will kill a zombie. Mm-hmm. So just don't you don't act like well, I have to get the rocket launcher. Like it's not a video game. No, you don't. <laughs> uh, in a zombie situation, you probably do want the shotgun with the most highest shell because that has a spray pattern that yeah, so would just knock a bunch of them over. Yeah, you know the issue with the rifle. Not that it is an issue. It would do the same thing, but that's slower because you got to do it yeah. one at a time. With yeah, so you're picking shell. them off from. This is why I said in the scenario I said mm -hmm. you're helping your neighbor. Yes, absolutely. You're across the street, and you're just like need to pick them off from your neighbors. So, but different situations, of course, as you said, like you of consider what you're doing. Absolutely. Um, now, that. that also brings up if we're again because we're discussing this from the for the viewpoint of a zombie apocalypse. You don't want to use a gun. That's loud. That calls the horde. If you oh, pull yeah. a gun on one absolutely. zombie, you now have a hundred zombies. How much ammo did you bring? So, say you're looting that Walmart. And you see, there's one zombie between you and the uh, the candy section. You got a sweet tooth. <laughs> then you now you got a gun. You brought your gun because you thought, what if it, what if a lot of them show up? But you only have one. One zombie. You got to put down a single zombie. What what are you looking at? What 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 makes sense to you? Baseball bat. It's quiet. Baseball bat. Just cool. Yeah, quiet. I I do have a baseball bat too. <laughs> uh, mm -hmm. For baseball purposes let's say that but i do have a baseball bat as well or clubs um i and you can buy these but depending on the laws of your state it, it's different um so the metal police batons perfectly yep. legal for citizens to buy but in texas yep. you can only use those in your house or your pri your property or inside of your car see oh you have one too i have, I have one, one too Awesome yeah. sauce. I have one as well. So you can use yep. those in your property or in your car. You can't like use that if I was at like, let's say the corner of Maine and 34th 
and I saw something happening and I pulled it out and I started hitting someone with it, whether it's defend myself or to defend someone else, I've committed an illegal act. Uh, that's yeah. not permitted in, in the state of Texas. So yeah. I've committed. Which is odd because act. you can't have, you, if you have in your car, is it that, that like, is it the transferring or the transport ruling? It, no, it's your own. Texas personal, is weird rules. Yeah. It's your own personal property. So you can have it in your car. You can but I can't, it. well, because obviously you can't defend yourself with it in the car. Oh, no, you can defend yourself with it in the car. No, I mean, once you get Once you get the fuck out, the car is a different situation. Like, it's, it's kind of like that weird, okay, so <clears> there is <throat> this weird thing in a, in a law course. Like, it is perfectly legal to drive naked in your car. Perfectly legal. But if you get pulled over and the officer says, step out of the vehicle, that's a whole other situation. <laughs> yep. As soon as you're out of the vehicle, you're now a, naked in public. That's a crime. Yep. You have you are now naked in public. Yep. But if you were naked in your car, perfectly legal, not that's a big deal. Car. If I'm defending myself in my car with that baton, perfectly legal. But once I step out of that car, whole other situation. Um, Which is dumb. <laughs> yeah. No, it really is. Because what if, you I mean, have, for what if you're forced purposes. into that situation? I think that, and this is just me, the baton rules are kind of stupid because of the fact that it, it is a perfectly non-lethal way to defend yourself. And I yeah. think I think it's it's valuable to to be able to carry that. Yeah. So that's just because my... you can you can make someone stop uh, stop attacking with a baton yeah. and not kill them very easily. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. No. A gun if you're going to make someone stop attacking with a gun, no, they're probably like the, them not dying is based on someone's going to die basically. Yeah. Like the only chance that they're not dying is if you, you like, if you get lucky, Yeah, because even if you're a great shot and you can just wing them, they may still bleed out from that if they don't get medical attention. So if someone doesn't die with a gun, everyone got lucky. Baton, someone's like, comes like, like pushes me and I break their wrist by swinging the baton once they'll go, I apologize. I shouldn't bother you. I'll be going now. And, you know, and, but no one's dead. True. It's very easy to, to, to you know. exactly. And for everyone's like, well, if I, I start, think... if I shoot warning shots then into the air, well, then a, the bullet lands on someone random you, it, yeah. and they die. Shooting into the air is not magically make the bullet go away, you mm-hmm. idiots. No. I, I always hear that argument. Well, if I just shoot a warning shot into the air, like, I hope no, that that, that's bullshit right there. I hope that bullet lands on you. Yeah, you pull, the, the rule here. Go to your funeral and laugh. Yeah, the rule here in Texas is if you're pulling that gun, you got to be willing to use it all the way. You can't do pop shot, pot shots. You got to use it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. the other thing is like, you know, with, with the batons, I feel like they should be protected, like the mace laws type of thing, you know, like mm-hmm. you can carry mace. You know, and this is a state where it's perfectly legal for us to carry bowie knives and spears. So yep. I don't understand why you went less just carry the baton, but that's just me. Um, it's, it's, it's like, and if it's, if it's just a mm-hmm. finger quotes, just a bladed weapon, is that how it works now? I, don't I heard know. like swords. I heard like, I yeah, it's know. a sword. We could carry Whatever. swords now. We can carry swords now. We can carry spears and we can yeah. carry bowie knives. Because yeah. remember, bowie knives are illegal for a very long time. Oh, yeah. And and now they've they've allowed us to be able to do that. 
which is kind of cool. I have a Bowie knife, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have, so, oh God, I have so many lot knives. And, and let's jump into that. So let's go into, so we talked a little bit about the guns, we kind of get into the batons type of thing. But let's talk mm-hmm. about a good all-purpose knife, which is something that you'll even see in all the stupid um, survival shows and gears. Yeah. Having a Usually knife. a branded one. <laughs> yeah, you, you, having a knife is very valuable. It is very valuable. Yeah. I know I use them for work and I know I've had to pull them out and use them for like uh, one time I was buying this item at a store and they wanted to check it to make sure it was broken before I walk out. And it was taped together and she didn't have a knife. So I pulled my knife out and let her use it. Uh, you know, they're, they're just they're just useful to have, even if it's just a pocket yeah. knife. You know, I carry several knives. They are a tool. It is they a tool are. first. They are absolutely a tool. Um, and something that is very, very valuable to have on you, whether it's a pocket knife or whatever, or a jackknife, whatever, those things are very useful. I kind of like all-purpose survival knives as well in my home. So again, I do have the Bowie knife, mm-hmm. which is a good long blade, a super sharp blade for the defenses. Eight, seven inches? How, like how... Oh, I'll go get it. Mine, mine all together is like damn near 23 inches. Including the, the, the blade or the whole thing? Oh, the whole thing all together. Jesus. You know, yeah, so I can... The blade alone is just uh, a little over a foot. So it's it's practically a hip sword is what I got. Um, But I have my super exciting Bowie knife that I like to use every now and then. I've used it as a tool because that handle has weight. So you can actually use it to hammer things in. And Mm. it's just absolutely a great tool. But... I'm going to show you this, Carlo. I'll show you mine. Um, This is a really nice all-purpose knife. Okay. Okay, Now, um, for the for the listeners, best description I have. It looks like it's got a slight curve to the handle, probably to give weight to this fairly short, almost half moon axe shape. Yeah. What this is is this serration. This is almost like a hatchet and knife combination. So it almost has this half shovel curve to it, which is the blade, which is kind of the knife. And if I had to actually start hacking a limb off of something, um, it will act as a knife or an axe. It has limb as in tree, folks. Limb as in tree. Yes, exactly. Or, you know, (laughs) no, we got to take officer. He manages a tree, right? Uh, It does look uh, a little weighty. And with, is that a paracord? No, no, that's, no. That's this, is rubber, this is just rubber a good rubber. This is just a good rubber grip, and it's okay. curved, and it has some decent weight and strength to it. So I could actually hammer things with it. I can pop things open because of the hook at the top, and it has a little built-in yeah. serrated the, saw. Serrated area. teeth. Yeah. Are those uh, are those sharp at all, or just kind of flat? The uh, the serrated part is not very sharp, so okay. I I wouldn't use that as much. But it could but, be used as a simple saw. Oh, simple saw, hack, you know, uh, it's really a great all-purpose tool. And I've used this, and I've used this in gardening situations or in, like, just basic kind of work situations. This is a really, really good one. I can see that useful on a camping trip, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And for anyone who's interested or wants to Google it, this is a yes for all knife. Uh, Four is the number, not the word, F-O-R. It's yes for all. And it's, I bought this on Amazon. It is one of the best knives I've ever bought. Uh, All-purpose kind of survival knife, kind of a hatchet and a knife. And it works great. I I personally 
really enjoy. I'm not endorsed by this company in any way whatsoever. No. This is just my own. Personal you found it to thing. be a good knife. Yeah, I, I found it to be like very good. The shape of it, because it does have sort of an S shape altogether, mm-hmm. uh, given the the roundness of the handle going away from the round uh, curve of the blade. Mm-hmm. I want to throw it. Oh yeah, wonder... you could definitely like. Lob it, yeah. <laughs> It I be... love throwing axes. It's a it's a one of the one of the few like actually kindly manly things I do is I love having a beer and throwing axes. Yeah. Um and that looks like it would do a good job of like sticking. You'd probably go to good a good ten feet on Oh it. yeah, this would be an yeah, amazing like if I had to throw it, it would be amazing for it and it has good weight on it too. So oh, yeah. it, it is just one of these really wonderful, wonderful uh all purpose tools I think people should have. Uh, so this is something to look into. All kinds of knives, again, having a pocket knife is invaluable. You definitely want to have that. But this is a survival knife as well. So this is kind of like the companion to your pocket knife because you're going to use your pocket knife more likely in most situations. You're not going to pull this out to box cut something, you know? (laughs) This is for all purpose. Yeah, I need to do things with this. You know, your pocket knife. If you're on a fishing trip or something, that'll, that'll come in handy. Oh yeah, this this could come in handy. Uh, but again, so would a pocket knife. Yeah, your pocket knife is still going to be your go-to type of thing. So this is something to consider. Uh, other weird things that I have. I mean, you have a baton. I have a baton. Uh, these are good survival knives. Uh, I should have brought it out so you could take a look at it. But I also have a tactical spear. Okay. And, yeah. So it's a really great spear. It can uh, disassemble if I needed it to, to be a shorter spear or a long spear. So it has that ability to go from a uh, short spear to long, uh, has a great blade on top, really does. Mm -hmm. And it also has a hidden compartment where I can unscrew the bottom of it. And it has a striker to kind of help if I need to build a fire. It also comes with fishing wire and fishing hooks. Okay, yeah. And then, again, it's a, there's a compartment in there where if I need to put something in there or store something in there, uh, like paper or cotton or whatever, to help start a fire, I have that ability as well. So it's it's a great, uh, I'm going to say it's a great zombie uh, <laughs> survival type of thing. It's yeah. also just a great survival tool to have as well. So, yeah. So those are a few things that i do have i mean i have way way more but you know those those are just a few things that i have yeah and as a uh as a i my parents would say this is because i'm belizean but i have a good and proper machete mm-hmm. not a terribly long one it's actually kind of short it, it is the shaped um i'm i'm sure someone would say it's a tactical thing but it's shaped a little like a like a roman gladius so it's got this like curve on the uh on the in uh on the center of the blade uh, before it kind of gets the weightier at the end, and it's very wicked point on it, but it is designed to like so you want to get a limb off uh, with a, <laughs> just a few thwacks, tree limb, um, or you and I cut thrush and just cut uh, weeds out of the way. It works like a proper machete. It is a bit of a t- it's a sword, but it is a tool that is a sword, not a sword that I'm using in other ways. Um, I haven't had much t- much uh, option to use it. I think I. Um, I've I've chopped some like decent size like smaller limbs obviously for uh, little like backyard barbecue fires not barbecue but like back like backyard fire pits. Mm-hmm. I would cut a few like uh, limbs down, let them dry out, nothing fancy, um, and then use it for that. Because I don't I don't do a lot of um, camping. The most camping I do is uh, at the Renaissance Festival. I do fake camping. 
mm-hmm. it's you you sleep in a tent, but you're also like a two minute walk from a margarita hut, you know. <laughs> but you still get to make a fire and, and get drunk all night. So well, of course, so nice. of course. <laughs> Um, I think, and speaking of fire, let's just talk about lighting situations really quick. In the event that your power goes out, which would be just a nightmare, but in the yeah. event that your power goes out, uh, you need a good kind of situation. And there's been this big push away from candles because, of course, candles can can catch fire, start a fire. I do have candles. Don't get me wrong. I have candles for yep. super emergency situations. I even have the old hurricane lanterns for super emergency situations, which that one is more dangerous. Uh, but I also have spotlights, regular flashlights. I'm not kidding. I have a flashlight in every room where if something mm-hmm. happened and I'm in a room, mm-hmm. I can grab the, uh, the flashlight and go to wherever I need to type of situation. Um, yeah. But flashlights are invaluable. You should keep them in your car. You should keep them in your house, and you should keep them maybe even on yourself if you have one of those kind of jobs. Yeah. Tools to have. Now, batteries are an issue with with flashlights, even rechargeable ones. Yeah, uh, rechargeable batteries or ones that you can, uh, flashlights you can plug into the wall. So my favorite flashlight. It is not the most powerful. It is not like a big mag light. I can't use it as a club. It is a unitasker, but it's a good one. I have a flashlight. It is but it has a uh, tiny bit of like a, a copper magnet set up inside of it. So you shake it like a shake weight to charge it. Oh, cool. Okay. So there's no battery needed ever. I think I stole it from somebody. They weren't prepared for me. Um, I still have it. And that's part of my like, oh shit, get in the, like, get in the car, we're leaving. Yeah. Um, in that scenario where like, well, we need a flashlight and it's like, well, did you bring batteries? Don't need them. The added bonus of not having to carry, carry fl- batteries for it helps a lot. Now, one thing I do, I will stockpile batteries like different, mostly just the nine, the, not the nine volts, the double A's and the triple A's, mm-hmm. because those are mostly what my batteries, uh, my flashlights run off of. So you definitely want to keep extra batteries around. Yeah, if, if you're going somewhere, it can be a little bit cumbersome. But again, I think for the purpose that we're discussing, like if you had to stay in your house, you know, that that's an important thing to have is batteries and a flashlight. And of yeah. course, your your weapon of choice, <clears throat> that's all up to you. We had a whole rant about that. But I think those are those are critical things that you absolutely positively need. There are other fun things that you kind of absolutely positively need. Like I personally will start killing people if I don't have my coffee. So I keep coffee grounds and <laughs> in, in stock. For the safety of everyone involved. Yeah. So I, I have my coffee available to me. Um, things like that. Things that you absolutely can't live without. Like, you know, if you think you're a coffee fiend. You know, definitely have your coffee available. Uh, don't just constantly like, oh my bo- God, I, I go every day to Starbucks or Dunkin' and I buy my my coffee. Yeah, you may want to wing yourself off of that a little bit because that may not be uh, helpful in these kinds yep. of situations. Um, Again, therapy, therapy, self therapy, and self soothing techniques. Uh, when you can't get that shit you're expected to have, like <clears throat> I know how I, I know so many people that were like that would be so ready for it. Cool, there are no more cigarettes. What? There aren't cigarettes. I think, and you bring up something kind of interesting, because you said no more cigarettes, right? What would you do in that situation? And I'm going to tell you what you're going to do really quick. Now, again, it depends on your dwelling situation. I'm very fortunate. I bought a house, so I have a yard. 
Yep. So gardening is a useful skill to have. Yep. And gardening is something that can continue to produce food. Um, yeah. So in, in urban gardening is a great thing. Now I mostly focus on the herbs because I find them to be more medicinal, medicinal and, and flavorful, especially with cooking. And it's a, it's a great way to, uh, you know, get your vitamins and keep your immune system up in these kind of situations, especially if they're about to go long-term. But I do a lot of gardening every year. I have several trees that will uh, produce fruits. I have a lemon tree. I have a fig tree. I have two apple trees. Herb-wise, I got so many herbs, it's ridiculous. I have rosemary, mm -hmm. basil, lemongrass. No one ever does lemongrass, but I got it. I have all kinds of other things, oregano, Greek, Italian, uh, I just tomato plants, uh, Tabasco plants, things like that. So, you know, gardening is something you got to look into and something that you kind of have to figure out depending on your dwelling situation. Because if you're living in a, right. like a, you know, a five-story apartment situation, it can yeah, be done. It. It's not easy, but it could be done. I know yeah. many years ago, there's this woman who I was dating and I went over to her apartment and her mm. neighbor across the way had a very interesting setup on his balcony. He actually had a orange tree growing in a pot and it was producing fruit. And I was like, oh, wow. That, of course, it's not going to get yeah. to full size because they're in an apartment. Yeah. But he had that going and he had a few other little things growing there on the balcony. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, that is impressive. That is extremely impressive. So there are things that you can do, but you're going to have to research those things. And going back to the fun uh, idea that, hey, there's no tobacco. Well, guess what? Uh, tobacco is a plant. <laughs> you can actually grow your own tobacco if you wanted to and use that. Really? Trade I'm surprised there isn't like some law saying you're not allowed to grow tobacco no, in no, a backyard perfect. garden or something. Okay. Perfectly legal. Yeah. yeah. Then just I, roast it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Roll it up. You Learn to love cigars, baby. <laughs> there you go. It's just a matter of growing the plant and then you want to dry it out properly and then you want to cut it up or crumble it properly. That way when you roll it into a cigarette, you know, you're good to go. Yeah. You know, so it's it's basically just that simple. But yeah, you can go buy your own um, tobacco plant and go that way if you wanted to. There's an idea. Yeah. Yeah. So all kinds of fun little ideas. So gardening is, is a very good idea if you have the means to and if you have the desire to learn it because it is kind of a small, small learning curve. But, you know, you live, you learn all kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm lucky that I live between two community gardens, actually. There's oh. two community gardens. One is herbs. Uh, and mostly it's like flowers just to be pretty, but there are various herbs, uh, edible herbs and things. And another one where they just do, um, the idea is like, it's the people that are working on it. It's like, it's your plot. They don't pay for anything, but they, this is the assumption. Like you're not going to, you don't have to share, but in a situation like again one would hope in this situation where if uh we now have to like collectively as a community protect it then hopefully like well, well those who know how to who who have a green thumb and can grow plenty of stuff i'll i'll be with the party going to uh the to the destroyed home depot fighting off zombies to bring you supplies so that you can grow us food Hopefully, yeah. Like hopefully that's how that you know that's how that works. We all work together to get through this, as opposed to 
well, I have a community garden. You all have to get away. I'm going to get a gun, and everyone's going to, and then someone kills them. And then the person who killed them, like, I know how to, I know how to kill people. Do you know how to grow uh, fruits and vegetables? No? Well, then you just put yourself on a fucking uh, t- term limit. Exactly, exactly. You can so. eat all these veggies, but if they're not going to be able to grow more, you're still going to die. Absolutely. And I think that those are things, those are valuable skills to have and know, and they're great survival skills, especially if you are doing urban survival and you have to take care of yourself. Um, yeah. It's something that, that you should probably look into. So that's an idea. And I, I want to kind of look at one last thing here. Yeah. And that's going to be communication. Um, sometimes communication is just all about getting the info. So like when we started off this scenario, the fact that we get this alert on our phone, Mm -hmm. but let's say digitally something happens and we can't use our phone or we don't have access, the Wi-Fi is down or whatever, you know, we don't have our main communication tool, which is digital or the internet. So what do we do in that situation? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> there, there, are, there are a couple of things that you should probably invest in. And that is what I'm going to call kind of like almost dead media, which is the okay. analog stuff. Ana- so analog is basically an antenna. So something that's picking up radio waves or mm. those kind of signals. So analog is going to be, you know, you can pick up the radio waves and tune into a radio program so you should probably have a radio of some sort with a tuner and an antenna that you can uh, turn on and listen to and the Mm. other thing that you're going to want to do is get a hold of some rabbit ears for your tv now i know most televisions are flat screen nowadays but they still all have what's called a coaxial port and that okay. is where you hook up a TV antenna. Okay. So you get those little rabbit ears, hook it up that way, and then you're going to get all the regular analog and some other digital signals. And that is how you would keep informed and try to communicate that way, um, is by getting that information and maybe passing it on to others. So that's something you need to consider. You need to consider getting yourself some analog stuff. And that is going to be a basic radio and or a a set of rabbit ears or antenna for your television. Because that you have no idea how valuable that is. Because when your cable's out and all you had is cable or some type of digital uh, media and that goes out, you don't have anything. Then you're out there asking people, hey, uh, have you heard anything about this or that? Or what's going on with the zombies? Or what's going on with the hurricane? Oh, that's because your dumbass didn't prepare. And you need those analog devices to stay in communication. Uh, Another thing that you can do, but you need a license for this, is ham radios. Yeah. Like... If I want to communicate with Carlo and he has a radio and I have a radio, we can communicate that way type of situation. But you need a license for that. And there are amateur licenses and there are professional licenses, but that's a whole other situation to look at. So, but that's something to consider if you are so inclined 
But that is one very important thing. Again, rabbit ears. You cannot go wrong with that. A bit silly uh, and and a tangent. Look at us, uh, how original for us. Um, mm-hmm. I was uh, in my old uh, podcast, my uh, radio play podcast. One of the shows I was I was writing was going to be a essentially what we're doing now, except it'd be in a zombie apocalypse. And it would just be people like discuss it. It was just like people like, well, we're not actually able to go really uh, do stuff. <laughs> like we can't do do a lot, but we uh, a lot of people pass through, and there would be people tell. Uh, they would talk about like a um, a little bit. Part of it would be like news about what's going on in a zombie apocalypse, and part of it would be the new pop culture that's coming along in the zombie apocalypse. Hmm. That's and it would just be fascinating. I, 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 my idea was uh, people would could pl- listen to the podcast while playing mm. zombie games because there are a lot of games that take place in the zombie apocalypse. Um, and my favorite, uh, which I'm going to do a little plug for, is called Seven Days to Die. It is not officially released. It's been an alpha for more than five years. Um, and it's they're like, we're, we're, we're still working on it. We don't know how it was going to be in the end, but you can buy it and you can play it now. And it's been one of the most popular download, uh, popular uh, played online games on Steam. That is interesting. That sounds like a pretty good game to play right there. It's a, it's a fascinating game. Uh, I, I, I play it quite a bit, considering I don't really have time for video games to play it all the uh-huh. <laughs> Awesome. Well, I think we have done a pretty good job covering this this concept of urban survival for the zombies in the event that that one should occur type of situation. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is something we should follow up with a part two eventually. You never know. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I would like to, I, I did find it. It is called Con Plan 8888 or 8888. And it is known as the Counter Zombie Dominance. Uh, it is the created by the U.S. Department of Defense Strategic Command. Uh, and it is, it is a, describes a plan for defending against zombies. Originally from 2011, the document depicts fictional scenarios of zombie attacks as a means of training students in military planning. So it's not because it's not because we made zombies. We promise. It's just if somebody made zombies, should a zombie? We want our military training trained to deal to like consider these scenarios. Wow! But if if anybody else did, we certainly haven't. And we know. I mean, we know. Yes, we know now. Sorry, we don't. We aren't secretly run by like run like hanging out with aliens. We don't secretly have zombies. Trump would have said it. He's too. He doesn't have the sense to like keep. Yeah, his mouth like, um, and the zombies like we're prepared because they're. Coming. We have the best zombies. Ask anybody. All that shit. And I was like, wait a minute. What? What about zombies? What? <laughs> <laughs> like I've been preparing for this moment. <laughs> Machete's out. Well, I'm I'm glad you looked that up. That is awesome. That's something that we should definitely uh, look dive. Yeah, I'd like into. to look into it. See if I can find find more yeah. information. I would be all all, all of, I would be all in for uh, revisiting this this conversation, talking a little bit more about the uh, what we do in these pending zombie apocalypse. And next time we're gonna start off with that. We're gonna start off with uh, reading some of those uh, little what ifs type of situations and going from there and seeing how that turns. Seeing, out. Like, seeing how much I can find because it is a military. Uh, I don't exactly have. I don't know what what I can actually find about it. It would well, make sense if they're like, "Yeah, we're not sharing it with you." <laughs> I, I know that there's. I know that there's something on one of the government sites for prepared or emergency disaster things that yeah. 
kind of uh, speak about that. So that's going to be very interesting to find that. Yeah. So once I find that, or once we find that, we can kind of share that out and kind of build from there. Yeah. Right. And uh, anyone listening in, if you have some thoughts, like everyone forgets this in the zombie apocalypse, or everyone forgets that, um, please share it with us. Send it to us on our social medias, at the VCR show, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. And also, if you want to just do it the old fashioned way and send us an email, you can always email us at the VCR show at gmail.com. Again, that is the VCR show at gmail.com. And if you would like to say that you are offended by something Vada said, we know. Uh, if you'd like to say that I am a garbage liberal and you hate me, I know. And we don't care. But we would still love to hear from you anyway. And you can send those to our platforms. <laughs> <laughs> but until next time, I'm Vada. I'm Carlo. And you've been listening to VCR. Bye-bye program support given to VCR by a clean space for you and multi-services. You can contact them at cleanspaceforyou at gmail.com or give them a call at 832-297-1704. They can also be found on Facebook at cleanspaceforyou, all one word. Say hi to Rachel for us. Need some sweet treats for your next big event? Or maybe you just have a sweet tooth? Check out Skippity Cakes. That's Skippity Cakes. S-K-I-P-P-I-T-Y-C-A-K-E-S dot com. Check them out for all of your sweet treat needs. Things such as cakes, cupcakes, and cake pops. Also, check them out for their varieties of face masks, t-shirts, and coffee mugs. You can also contact them at 281-221-9703. That's 281-221-9703. Again, that's Skippity Cakes. Say hi to our friend Rosie for us. You've been listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Carlo Manuel Magana. The logo created by Richard Christopher Vara with assistance from Annie Ramirez. The theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library. You can follow us on our social media platforms such as Twitter and Instagram at The VCR Show. You can also email us your thoughts, comments, and concerns to The VCR Show at gmail.com. Dot com.